welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. This is Straightforward with Miss B, and this is episode 74. Um, thank you guys um, who are tuning in into to today's podcast. Um, before we get started, just um, do as we always do. Grab your favorite vice, sit back, relax, and let's get straight to it. Um, so today, what I wanted to do is discuss two individuals um, who seemingly, um, to me, is steadily falling from grace, you know. Um, not to use that necessarily in a negative sense, um, but just looking at the things that have been happening in their personal lives um, and career as well um, lately um, definitely feels as though, hey, they are essentially, you know, falling from grace, in my opinion. Um, however, as I do here on um, Straightforward, um, we will discuss and go into details um, what's been happening with each of these individuals. Um, and then, of course, you know, I will include my commentary, my opinions on both of their situations. Um, this particular podcast may be a little bit long, so I'm thinking about maybe possibly splitting it up into two parts, um, a part one and a part two, which will make this episode 74 and then the second part will be um, episode 75. That's what I am think I'm going to do because, hey, as you know, um, I am a week late. Usually these podcasts are released um, bi-weekly. Um, however, you know, I just wanted to take an extra little break. Um, so it's been about three weeks since I released um, the previous podcast. So I kind of want to make it up to my listeners as well. So, you know, if you guys don't mind, um, then, hey, we'll we'll go for that. Okay, so um, one of these individuals that I wanted to start off this um, episode with was Miss Wendy Williams. As you know, Wendy Williams is a extremely popular, some would call her legendary as far as the black culture goes and just in media um, as well. Um, she made her, um, she made her, I guess, success, um, in news media as being what we call a shock jock. Um, she started off in radio. She was known to be extremely controversial. Um, and then, you know, eventually she left radio and was granted her own talk show, um, which I believe the talk show lasted about maybe 12 to 13 years, if I'm not mistaken, um, called The Wendy Williams Show. Um, she has garnered a lot of fans um, across the U.S. and um, international um, as well. Um, but, um, you know, the last few years have been a bit troublesome um, for the media personality her husband was basically found out to be cheating. Um, she ultimately divorced him. I believe um, his name was um, Kevin Hunter. And I think he had a baby that came out of that cheating situation as well um, with the side piece. Um, so, you know, 
Kevin and Wendy had been married for quite some time. Um, she loved him dearly. Um, so it was definitely unfortunate that the relationship ended the way that it did. Um, but once their relationship, you know, ended, it just seems as though Wendy Williams, I guess, career and maybe health and um, mental state just started deteriorating, you know, right before our eyes. And Wendy has always been a person who um, kind of put her lifestyle on front street. You know, she would, you know, not be afraid to come out and tell, you know, her fans, hey, what's been going on? You know, she has dealt with alcoholism as well as, you know, drug use um, over the years. And she's, again, you know, those are some of the things that she has, you know, released that information to her fans. Um, so it wasn't necessarily out of pocket or out of the ordinary um, when there was an announcement by Lifetime that there was going to be a short um like bio series called Where is Wendy Williams? Um, where Wendy Williams herself will be participating in. And of course, you know, her team, family members, um, you know, other people that are in her life as well will be, you know, appearing on this documentary. So this past weekend, the documentary aired. It was four parts. Um, I myself honestly did not watch, um, watch the documentary, the full documentary, um, because I felt as though, you know, why would we want to necessarily see her in this light? You know, I just felt as though showing her battling some of the health conditions that she's currently battling, um, it just was a little bit distressing in my opinion. And I truly did not want to sit and watch the full part. Um, however, you know, of course there was a multitude of critics and fans and, you know, people who tuned in to watch. And, Unfortunately, you know, of course, there was a lot of individuals who kind of shared the same sentiments as myself that, hey, you know, why would why would they even do this to Wendy? Why would they air this? But, hey, Wendy Williams was an executive producer on this project. I'm not sure how much she was paid or made off, off of this project, but with the financial um, stresses that she's been going through as well um, when it comes to her um, conservatorship, then I can kind of understand why, hey, maybe this, this documentary was an opportunity to, you know, p put a few dollars in her pocket, you know? So... I'm just going to go through a little bit more details and then we're going to get into some things here. 
Um, I'm pulling this information as I always do. I like to give credit to any type of platform, um, media sources that I pull information from. Um, so today I'm looking at slate.com, um, at this extensive article that they did in regards to this documentary. Um, this was, uh, published actually yesterday and it was written by Nadira Goffe. Hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, the article title is What on Earth is Happening with Wendy Williams? And I'll just go through a little bit of it, um, and then we'll get into a little bit more of my opinions in regards to what's, what's happening with Wendy Williams. All right, so um, like I was saying, the documentary Where is Wendy Williams came out um, over the weekend. Um, the documentary basically had drawn a lot of skepticism when it comes to a promotional clip that was posted before the project's release, which showed Williams, who looked relatively unwell, having an emotional conversation, um, with, oh God, why did they put this? She said, <laughs> the writer, girl. Oh, my God, why did she write this about Black China to describe who she was? She said, pornographic actress turned socialite Black China. Okay, just t just say she was an IG model or whatever the case may be. You do not have to call her. Hey, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's fucked up. <laughs> she wrote it on here. But anyway, moving on. All right, so simultaneously, Williams Management publicly announced that the host was dealing with some startling health issues, um, newly abreast of the news regarding her medical condition, um, and troubled by the candid footage promised by the docuseries, onlookers began to question whether Williams had truly consented to be shown in this light. Um, then on Thursday, um, Williams' legal guardian filed a suit lawsuit against Lifetime's parent company, which is A&E Television Networks, in an attempt to halt the broadcast series. However, side note, it didn't work because, of course, it was aired, um, as I just talked about. So in the documentary, basically, it was taking place over nearly two years, um, primarily after uh, Wendy underwent court-ordered financial guardianship in 2022, and chronicles the television personality struggles with health and alcohol abuse. Um, in the lead up to the documentary's premiere, um, perhaps in an attempt to beat it to the punch, Williams team reported that the talk show icon had been diagnosed with aphasia, um, which is a language disorder that affects communication. And she was diagnosed with frontotemporal dementia. Um, this most recent health update comes a few years after Williams' disclosure in 2018 that she struggled with the autoimmune disorder Graves' disease for many years. Then in 2019, um, she also let everyone know that she suffered from a thyroid issue called um, lymphedema, which causes swelling um, that affects the feeling in her so what I did want to do, though, while I got you guys here, um, because, and I will talk about my own personal experiences with um, dealing with loved ones with Alzheimer's and dementia as well. 
But I did want to look up frontal temporal dementia. I'm right here at my desk, you guys. Um, so that I can get a little bit more information on um, what it is. You know, um, honestly, I, I did not, well, I did not know that there was different types of frontal, to, I mean, different types of dementia. Um, so it is good because I'm always um, glad to learn something new. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, glad to learn something new. Hmm. So it looks like, okay, so I'm just reading here on Google. It just kind of gives me a different little, um, bit of information. It just, it doesn't tell me straight out. Um, basically, it says that what is the main cause of frontal temporal de dementia? The underlying causes um, of what they call FTD um, is not yet fully understood, I guess, by um, the medical community. Um, people with FTD have abnormal amounts of or forms of proteins called tau or TAU and TDP-43 inside nerve cells or neurons in their brain. The neurons die because of the buildup of these proteins, which causes um, the damage to the brain. Wow. I know a lot of people people was talking about the alcoholism that uh, Wendy William has, uh, you know, dealt with throughout her life um, has caused this um, form of dementia. But just looking through this right now, it doesn't. And I haven't really pulled up a full um, article in regards to it, but. Maybe the alcohol may have had something or affected her nerve cells, which then impacted um, impacted her brain, thus causing um, thus causing the dementia. So I'm looking here on the Alzheimer's Association um, website here. Um, if you, you know, have anyone that deals with dementia or Alzheimer's, definitely check out their website at alz.org. Um, and it just says the nerve cell damage caused by frontal temporal dementia leads to um, loss of function in the brain regions, which variably causes deterioration in behavior, personality, and or difficulty with producing or comprehending language. Um, it says there are a number of different diseases that cause frontal temporal um, degeneration. The two most prominent are, one, a group of brain disorders involving the protein tau, which I just mentioned, and two, a group of brain disorders involving the protein called TDP-43. Um, again, for reasons that are not yet known, these two groups have preference for the frontal 
temporal lobes that causes um, dementia. Frontal temporal dementia, um, and excuse me, we're taking this medical break, you know, so hopefully people who are listening in can appreciate it. Um, frontal temporal dementia used to be called Pick's disease um, after Dr. Arnold Pick, MD, a physician who in 1892 first described a patient with distinct symptoms affecting language. Some doctors still use the term Pick's disease. Other terms you may see used to describe frontal temporal dementia include frontal temporal disorders or frontal temporal degeneration and frontal lobe disorders. Hmm. All right. So, let me see. All right. All right, so that was interesting to learn. All right, so if we go on here, let me get back to the uh, Wendy Williams article. All right, so <clears throat> in the documentary, like I said, since the documentary um, has aired there's been a lot of criticism um amongst the public and critics who have tuned in um especially from like the scenes and different promotional clips that they have aired um like in one clip uh, wendy of course in a rare occur occurrence from her um, appears vulnerable while having a heartbreaking conversation without her hair and makeup done. You know, Wendy Williams was always known to wear wigs. Um, so it was kind of um, sad to see her having this conversation um, without being, you know, kind of makeup, making her look cute and without one of her wigs on. Um, Wendy was seen, you know, on one of the clips as well, criticizing her assistant and forgetting names of family members. Um, the documentary also details other facts about Williams' medical history, um, including more complicated information about her health. Um, as Williams' family introduces a diagnosis of alcohol-induced dementia that differs from the aforementioned aphasia and dementia diagnosis that were formally announced. Additionally, there is mention of a medical emergency in 2020 for which Williams allegedly needed life-saving attention. Uh, mostly, though, the documentary focuses on Williams' family attempts to reclaim guardianship over her um, currently, Williams' guardian is someone named Sabrina Morosi or Morrissey, who filed a suit against A&E. Williams' family explains that, though the arrangement is supposed to be purely financial, her guardian actually has control over all other major aspects of her life. The family members interviewed for the documentary acknowledge their severe distrust of those who have put in charge 
of William's life from, from her legal guardian to her publicist. Though conservatorship and guardianships are legally different, um, they function similarly in parallel. Things occur in both Williams, and then if you think of like Britney Spears' situation as well, um, per the Hollywood Reporter um, outlet, this guardianship started in 2022 um, when Williams requested bank statements, which she needed because she wanted to switch banks at the time and feared that a financial advisor from Wells Fargo, Fargo um, was guilty of misconduct. Instead, Wells Fargo submitted a petition for guardianship referring to Williams as an quote-unquote incapacitated person and arguing that she is a quote-unquote victim of undue influence and financial exploitation. Williams' lawyer told The Hollywood Reporter that the TV host doesn't agree with financial guardian being appointed, adding that Williams would not accept a court decision to have one appointed over her affairs for the long haul. In an affidavit, Williams accused Wells Fargo of lying about her ability to care for herself as a way of fraudulently locking her out of her accounts, um, which she claimed had led her to default or risking default on multiple bills. Um, unfortunately, it gets thornier. Williams' former manager, Bernie Young, whom she previously fired, moved to be the court-appointed guardian. Williams accused Young of using her own money to hire legal representation to pursue the guardianship. It is unclear how this all planned out, panned out. However, according to People, Williams, oh, they had a typo in here. Williams claims in the documentary that her guardian had stolen money from her, um, though she doesn't name names. For example, um, is Williams referring to Young or to her current legal guardian, Morrissey, um, but doesn't provide evidence? Okay, so as we talked about, this Morrissey person filed a suit against Lifetime Parent Company, um, A&E, in an attempt to obtain a temporary restraining order that will stop Lifetime from airing the documentary, even though Williams is listed as an executive producer. According to CNN, Williams originally pitched the documentary to Lifetime, kind of as a behind-the-scenes look into her life as she made a career move from her talk show to a podcast. However, as the documentary producers began to film Williams' life, and became aware of her medical issues, the project evidently turned into something else entirely. Um, one of the executive producers, Mark Ford, um, told CNN um, that nothing was filmed without Williams or her manager's approval. Um, as the filming went on, the documentary increasingly became about Williams' dire state of health, to the point where producers became so worried about Williams that they allegedly urged her management to seek new medical care. Um, Mark Ford also spoke to People magazine, stating that they followed procedure um, to get all of the permissions that they needed to get, citing creative integrity for their decision to focus on what they did and asserting, once we started seeing the truth of the situation, we couldn't ignore it, and the film had to go in the direction of the truth. So basically what he's saying is they were filming 
because this was supposed to be kind of like a lead up or um, a BTS of Wendy Williams' life as she prepared prepared to go into podcasting. You know, sh- I remember when she had posted a picture um, kind of introducing us to the podcast. Um, of course, it was no release date of when the first episode of her podcast would be, um, but it definitely was a nice photo of her. So this was going to be kind of like to help her roll out of that. Um, this docket series was going to help her, um, you know, promote the podcast. However, according to this Ford guy, once they began filming, they started to notice all of the medical and health issues that Wendy Williams uh, was enduring, and the docuseries just kind of took a turn in a extremely unfortunate, sit- I mean, you know, unfortunate um, way. And I'm sure Lifetime producers were probably like, okay, so we have this footage. What are we going to do with it? But, hey, if we keep the creative integrity of our work, we still need to make sure that we get the sign-off from Wendy, from the managers, and whoever else were producing the product um, so that they would be able to, um, yeah, be able to um, air it. And that keeps Lifetime kind of out of the clear as well. And I'm sure at the time... They may or may not have known who this new guardian that was appointed by Wells Fargo is, the Morrissey lady. Um, so I'm sure probably getting permission from her, the sign-off from her as well, um, they probably just was not aware of her at the time. Um, so a lot of people, you know, after this, situation or docuseries happened um people are wondering what are wendy williams uh thoughts on this you know what i'm saying like what does she has to say about all this is going on um here in the slate article basically they're stating that hey you know it is unclear what williams personal feelings are regarding the docuseries um you could read into the fact that williams guardian filed a suit although it is worth remembering that Williams Guardian has control over that decision and the docuseries is critical of the guardianship. Um, in affirmation, in an aforementioned vulture interview, um, Hanson and Ford alleged that Williams entered into the lifetime contract while under the guardianship and that every single frame of the docuseries was filmed during Williams' legal arrangement. According to both Williams' family and Lifetime representatives, the producers haven't been in contact with Wendy Williams for more than six months, um, as she is currently in an inpatient treatment facility. However, Williams did release a statement. Oh, she did say something. Via her reps last Friday, expressing her immense gratitude uh, for the support upon the news of her diagnosis. Um... News anchor Alex Finney, which is also the niece of uh, Wendy Williams, and she p- appeared in the documentary as well. Um, she recently told CNN that she is unaware if Williams has seen the final pro- uh, production. According to Finney, due to the guardianship arrangement, um, Williams' fan- family does not know precisely which treatment facility she's currently staying in, Damn. nor do they have a way to contact her directly. 
Uh, William's sister, Wanda, um, stated that I think the big question is, how the hell did we get here? Denise told CNN that she hopes um, the docuseries will not only help people see Williams as a human being, but also further the public's understanding of guardianships and conservatories and the entire system that really is running uh, Wendy's life right now, not just for her, but for so many other people that are also in the center of it. Despite the lawsuit, the spreading notion that the docuseries was an exploitative, exploitative maneuver, um, the producer Ford told CNN that the producers feel that the docuseries actually helped Williams seek better care, express, expressing hope that the documentary played a role in helping her get to that safer place. Um, Hansen told Vulture that she worries what would have happened if the camera crew hadn't been there, um, leaving Williams in that apartment by herself, dealing with the loneliness, the addiction, all of it. Um, Ford goes so far as to say that Wendy's story, and specifically her guardianship, is now a matter of public interest. He adds that if there's more story to tell, he would hope there is more reporting. And this uh, person that wrote the Slate article, she ends it by stating, even though Williams wasn't necessarily the most beloved figure in media due to the sometimes rude nature of her talk show, um, this news is devastating, devastating fans and detractors alike, um, as it has become increasingly clear that Williams doesn't have the agency over her own life that we would expect such a television titan to have. And hopefully she is receiving great care and can find some peace amid all of this controversy. All right. Yes, I agree with those last words stated by um, Nadira Gaffe, who wrote this article. Um, thank you again. Um, it was kind of detailed as well. Um, what I wanted to just say about this Wendy Williams situation um from my own personal standpoint is that those of you who have dealt with individuals, family members, grandparents, parents, uncles, aunts, who um, one day just, I won't say out the blue because gradually you see, you kind of see the disease come on, right? Um, but those of you who have experienced um, just kind of living, not living some with someone, but just having to deal um, with a loved one who has Alzheimer's and dementia, it can take a toll out on you as well as, of course, them. Um, I myself have dealt with a step-grandmother who passed away about two years ago um, from Alzheimer's. And um, I have a grandmother, another grandmother, who's my best friend, 
um, that I that I am caring for, well, co-caring for um, here in Atlanta, and she has dementia. Um, when my step-grandmother was alive, and I believe I spoke about her on the very first, my very first episode um, of my podcast, if you want to go back, just listen to episode one. I talk about her. Um, having to deal, um, let me stop saying the word deal. Having to experience that um, with her, I would say definitely it prepared me. Um, it prepared me for my other grandmother when, you know, when the dementia set in, right? And I'm very appreciative. I know that God put me in the place to be able to recognize what it is and kind of how to deal with it and make sure that, you know, this time of their life and the remaining days of their life can be as smooth as it possibly can. Now, my step-grandmother was in Florida, um, she, um, you know, she was in, because I do not live in Florida, um, she was in a, um, senior living facility. Um, so of course, you know, you have nurses there, um, and, and doctors there who of course dealt with the elderly at all times and knew how to deal with the situation. Um, but for someone who's caring for their loved ones on their own, um, at home, doing in-house care, um, it can definitely take a toll out on your own mental health as well as physical health. Um, it could take a toll out on you. And I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad that I was able to be prepared dealing with my step-grandmother to deal with my grandmother here who was diagnosed with dementia in 2017. Now, um, I think I did state that in my first episode of the podcast as well. Um, the reason why I stopped um, doing stop, um, stop doing um, my magazine outlet, Stacks Magazine, for those of you who are familiar with that, um, I stopped doing it in 2017, and that was the reason why. Um, because at that time, mentally, I just, just imagine your best friend, someone you've known all of your life, um, go from being someone who was extremely independent, did everything on her own, raised her kids on her own, you know, looked out for everybody, called you every single day. We talked on the phone every single, when I say every single day. Um, but then you notice that those phone calls, those phone calls start to decrease. You don't hear from her every day. Or when you do hear from her or him, um, you notice that, they may call either more frequently because they forgot that they just talked to you five minutes ago. Um, 
then, you know, other things started to happen back in 2017. Um, in 2018, like, started, you know, of course you're thinking, okay, and she's thinking she's okay and, and able to still drive herself to church and drive herself, you know, to the grocery store. But then, you know, once you still start getting calls from the police, hey, you know, you know, we have Miss So-and-so here. She's way across town. Do you know her? You know what I'm saying? You start getting those calls, then you understand, hey, it's much more serious. And also for my mom, I'm glad that I was able to kind of let her know that, hey, something's not right uh, with Granny, and and you should definitely take it serious. Um, and... You know, luckily I'm I'm I was there to let her know, hey, these things aren't gonna get it's not gonna get better. It's gonna get worse. And unfortunately that's you know, that's the reality of the disease. Your 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 loved ones don't get better. They just get worse. But what you can do, um, it's just make sure that the time that they're dealing with this and suffering that you make it as cool, somewhat stress-free as you possibly can, you know? They're going to think that they can still be independent. And as we can see in this Wendy Williams situation, if she does have dementia, yes, yeah, she definitely will need a guardian now it's unfortunate that the bank, uh, the bank, in my opinion, they may have appointed a financial guardian because they're dealing with a lot of money here, right? So you don't necessarily want to. I can understand from the bank standpoint, you don't necessarily want to give full um, guardianship, financial guardianship over to family. Which she has her son, I believe her son is probably first in line, you know what I'm saying, um, when it comes to any type of trust or um, funds. Um, but I can understand putting that, we're talking about multi-millions of dollars. Um, you don't necessarily want to give financial power over to family because, you know, truth be told, we hear these horror stories all the time about family fighting over people's wills and, you know, people doing this with the money and, you know what I'm saying, just blowing the money and all kind of shit be happening. Um, We don't necessarily want that to happen with Wendy Williams. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand the need for the bank to appoint someone. However, the bank should have also appointed a co-guardian, financial guardian, um, someone in the family um, or even the son um, to be able to sign off on, you know, paying bills or any other things that needed to be um, financially taken care of. I think that the bank should have at least... Um, appointed a family member as well. 
Um, as far as like her health goes, I'm not sure why the bank has control over that. Also, I'm not sure what that is all about. Um, but Hey, I don't see, um, the family. I just see that as this is just going to be, we're going to hear about it and you know, we're going to keep hearing about this in the news because at this point, Wendy's family is going to have to kind of take this shit to court. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to fight for power of attorney and guardianship um, over Wendy's assets um, as well as her um, well-being, overall well-being as well. And it's unfortunate because I'm sure Wendy's family themselves probably do not have the financial um, backing to be able to go up against a large financial institution such as Wells Fargo. Um, I heard recently that she has let some people go from her crew. Um, I know there was after the um, docu series, there was people who were kind of side eyeing some of the people, um, like her current manager. Um, everybody was looking at that situation with the um, the publicist, and you know it was just a lot going on. Now Wendy was 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 mean to those people. Um, I heard on the docu series, so I don't know if she was like that prior to her, you know, being diagnosed with this disease. Um, however, the reality is that people with Alzheimer's and dementia, yeah, sometimes a different side of them can come out, you know? Like I was saying, like my step-grandma. My step-grandma, before she passed, well, before she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, she was, you know, a very religious woman seemed to be sweet once she got um Alzheimer's she was still sweet to me but she was mean to others and she would just she would curse like a sailor man I'm like oh my god you was really cursing you was doing a lot of cursing um and this whole situation with that but I I won't get into it on the podcast but um but Yeah. People that is diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia, you could definitely see a total, a different side to them, or I would say an amplified um, side to them or characteristics that they may have always had within them. But, you know, once they get to that point, it's just kind of amplified. So, but it's unfortunate that we had to kind of see this up front on television how Wendy did act towards some of the people on her staff. It's just very unfortunate. Um, I will kind of end on this note with Wendy Williams. Uh, I'm sure we all, all of her fans are praying for her. I hope this situation um, can be um, amicable between the bank and the family. 
as well as those that work for her. Um, but as far as uh, specifically on the guardianship um, and the, uh, excuse me, and the um, conservatorship aspect of this whole situation, I hope that everybody can kind of work through this. You know, we definitely do not want to see Wendy's situation kind of end on a very sad, somber note. Um, Wendy, get better. That's what we want for you. We want you to definitely get better. Um, But if you aren't going to get better as far as when it comes to your health, I just pray that she's somewhere where people are just taking very, very good care of her, um, care of her, making sure she gets her doctor's appointments, the right medication. And, hey, you know, she just kind of, you know, live it out in peace in, in this in this inpatient rehab facility that she's in. Um, but... Shout out to Wendy. So it's been 45 minutes of this episode. Like I said, I'm going to probably split this into episodes. So thank you all. In the next episode of the podcast, I will be talking about um, Sean Puff Diddy Combs and the recent lawsuit allegations. And we'll go through that court document as well. Until then, thank you all for tuning in. Follow me on all socials, straightforward with Miss B. Um, and definitely subscribe and follow the podcast on all streaming platforms as well. And until next time, peace out.